Welcome to Grace in the Shadows with Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. So hello. What are we talking about today? I'm just well, jumping right in, aren't I? You're diving in. How are you doing? I am good. It's been a good week. Been a good yeah. week. The weather's yeah. been beautiful. Felt a little bit of tinge in the air for fall, but it's it's a little yeah a little hot today. Yeah, yeah, it is. Our dog is excited today. Oh he my goodness! Like a bug outside, and yes. he's jumping around. And we like... we need to tell the possum story. Oh, you want to tell it, or you want me to tell? It, it doesn't matter. You go ahead. Okay. I'll just jump in. Other or not, you can jump in. Okay. And fill her, fill her, so. Okay. <laughs> and the dog was bouncing around. We thought it was a snake or something. Yeah, we couldn't get him inside. And he was woof woof. <laughs> and so we went out there, and and um, we had the flashlight on because it was dark. Yeah. And it was uh, it was a baby possum that he killed. We thought. We thought. <laughs> it looked at. Yeah, you called me over to look at it, and we were investigating it, trying to decide if it was a rat or a possum. I'm like, that is a possum. Look at his tail and his nose. Well, it was kind of cute in a roundabout way. And the dog had been flipping it up in the air. <laughs> I thought right. it was a frog. I he didn't needs, have my glasses on. And he I needs thought it was therapy. A, I thought he it was a frog. It. So, yeah, so we finally got him in. And, uh, well, I said, I'll clean it up. Tomorrow. Yeah, the next morning, yeah. I'm and, like, we uh, need to get rid of this possum. We're like, we we'll handle it tomorrow. That'll smell. Yeah. So went out there, it's gone. It was gone. <laughs> and, you know, I think it was playing possum. It was a true a true possum playing, playing possum. <laughs> you know, God is very creative with his animals. He is very creative. Very creative. It was, I mean, I I was sure that thing was dead. And oh. we were, like, really dreading how we are going to get it and what we were going to do. And I'm like, well, it's trash day. <laughs> the trash can. Yeah. But it was gone. <laughs> so. I was glad for many reasons. I mean, I liked the little guy. Yeah. I didn't really want to. Yeah. Our I dog. Guess, yeah. I don't know. He, he finds things to play with. And like this morning was a bug. The other night was a possum. And down here in Mobile, the bugs are big. <laughs> like, they like, they'll fly over and carry you off. <laughs> You've never seen such big bugs in your life. Oh, yeah. A lot of differences in Mobile. <laughs> Shout out to Indiana. We got some uh, listeners in Indiana. Uh, Shout out to North Carolina. North Carolinians. Yes. Charlotte. Uh, yes. Raleigh. Yeah. Morrisville. Yeah. Hendersonville. Hendersonville. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Hey, Chicken. Hey, Chicken. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> All uh, right. So now we'll jump in. What are we doing today, Dr. About, J? Um, Past pain, past hurt, maybe okay. abuse, okay, uh, and uh, marital satisfaction, okay, in in a childhood. Oh, okay. up to you know how childhood abuse affects marriages. Oh, that's a deep topic. Definitely, it is. yeah, it is. and and yeah, we this both is talk to people that have had abuse in the past, and they have to work through that abuse in order to have a healthy marriage. And, uh, yeah, this is very common, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And people don't like to talk about it because you have to be very vulnerable. Right. Uh, and this doesn't mean abuse when you're an adult. This doesn't apply, by the way. It's mm -hmm. just that, interesting enough, it seems like uh, abuse from as a child has less research done oh. than abuse with adults. Yeah. That's interesting. That would be something good to research. And I, It would be. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you do that? Yeah, in my spare time. In sure. Spare time. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. I don't need to sleep. <laughs> and, so, and this isn't to get people to look back and blame people. No, definitely because not. Because that's not going to help anyone. 
It's it's a good topic because you need to realize that, I mean, everybody carries baggage into marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you did experience abuse as a child, you're mm-hmm. definitely bringing baggage in that needs to be dealt with so you can have a healthy marriage. That's a 100% correct. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people that have gone through abuse as a kid or, or adolescent, yeah. they cover it up through... Um, you know, uh, a substance abuse. A yes. Lot of times. Yes. Or food, food or, yeah. or other means. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, the first thing I think is looking at past hurts and sexual abuse. Mm. It's interesting. Uh, in the U.S., estimates 20 to 40 percent females and one in six males have been sexually abused before the age of 18. Mm. Um, That's awful. And some factors determining the greater severity of the trauma uh, things like closer the relationship and the greater the age difference between the perpetrator and the victim. Mm -hmm. Also the more frequency and longer duration and whether it's penetration or more covert. Right. Uh, It's very uh, unhelpful parental responses can even be denial, Mm -hmm. blaming, disbelief, punishment. Mm -hmm. And this uh, creates a, a lot of trauma within that kid. Definitely. Which, in turn, affects their uh, marital relationships. Yes. That matter. Yes. Um, also, sex abuse, sexual abuse includes adult experiences of rape, too. But, the, you know, I, I think when we look at the childhood, and the reason we're looking at childhood, once again, there's less, there's less research uh, or, or on childhood, and mm-hmm. is more applicable mm-hmm. towards um, uh, understanding and being more attentive mm-hmm. to how to make a, a relationship, a marriage stronger. Because a lot of people have been through this stuff, and they they're hiding it, they're they're, they're they repressed it, down, yeah. and they're not dealing with it, and it's affecting relationships. So uh, that's why we're doing it. And, you know, sometimes that happens and the the person that was abused, the spouse coming to the marriage that was abused, doesn't always tell their partner. And that can be a bad thing as well, because you need to be honest with each other in order to be able to deal with it healthily. And abuse, really, for if you're looking at this through the eyes of a kid, mm-hmm. uh, this is a breach in trust big time. Right. They're stealing that trust from Yes. Innocence. Yes, innocence, definitely. And uh really, really, uh they're not they're not able mm-hmm. to even adults have a hard time. Right. But their brains aren't fully developed. No, definitely yeah. not. Some effects of sexual abuse that impact marital satisfaction, avoidance of sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Right. A phobia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh understandable. Uh, triggers and flashbacks mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Afraid that that would yeah. like in the eye too, will have those flashbacks or mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Generalized trust problems. You have to really, to be intimate with someone, you have to trust them and mm-hmm. intimacy and in marriage. You have to trust each other. And if you're bringing in that baggage from being abused and you haven't trusted your partner with that abuse that happened to you, that's going to create a mm-hmm. huge wall. And if you, you know, this applies to both, mm-hmm. uh, whether you're an adult or a child. Right. And you're bringing this in, uh, man, that's going to be a big issue. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, damaged goods syndrome. Um, false guilt. I shouldn't have put myself in this situation. Aunt Jane told me I shouldn't have been there and this happened to me. It's my fault. Right, because a lot of childhood sexual and physical abuse, um, they they basically tell the child it's their fault. And if they tell anybody they're going to do this, and then they feel like all of this is their fault. So you're afraid that your spouse is going to look at you in the same manner, that you're damaged, that you can't be um, a good person because it's happened to you. So that's very sad. Yeah. And they deaden those emotions. This can be through drugs. It can be mm -hmm. uh, through food. It can be through other means. Alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're fearful, the pain. they're fearful of strong emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so sad to think that, you know, you're not worthy because of something that happened to you. You could It wasn't your fault. Mm -hmm. It was not your fault at mm -hmm. all. So that's so sad to feel unworthy. So sad. Some strategies to improve uh, or increase marital satisfaction and uh, the quality of your marriage. Educate mm -hmm. the survivor and the you know helping the person and the the uh, spouse uh, regarding the effects of the abuse in the past. Well, yeah, and I'm sure it takes a lot of patience on the side of the non-abused mm -hmm. um, spouse to be patient with the one that was abused and to show caring and show love and and just working through those barriers that are brought into the marriage because of the abuse, um, mm -hmm. talking through things, letting them know that they're not damaged goods, that they are loved, they are cared for is very important. And, and also, I think, encouraging a safer environment for mm -hmm. sexual relationships. True. True. Um, and, and I think that's huge. Yes. Patience uh, for the, the spouse uh, of the survivor mm -hmm. is key. Um, you know, being willing to alter positions in, in intercourse. Go slow. Talk through things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and when the when the in the act is taking place, mm -hmm. I think that uh, demonstrate the willingness to stop if flashbacks occur, because I think that would be difficult for a spouse. Right. But I do think that's an act of love. That is a, an act of love and care, being willing to stop if if the other person is having that flashback or is is scared or or you know just being willing to talk through what's happening while it's happening, and to improve their relationship with God. Yes. Because uh, he is the great physician, uh, the great almighty counselor. Mm -hmm. He he can bring healing. Mm -hmm. He can take a mess and turn it into a message. Definitely. I think this is definitely something that you need to pray about. Because, you know, having an intimate relationship with your partner is very important in mm -hmm. marriage. Um, and so uh, talking through those things and praying through those things and maybe doing, well, definitely doing counseling, doing Bible studies geared towards uh, the abuse and, and how to handle it is very important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's interesting because when you look at childhood abuse, uh, most most young girls are have a higher incidence of uh, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Young boys have a higher incidence of physical abuse. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, once again, I think that similar effects with marriage there triggers and, mm -hmm. and uh, what have you. Yeah, educating each other. Um, and I think really, really uh, emphasize the need of Jesus and the word and the church. Yes. 
that's why I think, you know, in, in churches today, we see a great deal of, of sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's even more wicked. Yes. Because the church needs to be, is supposed to be, uh, safe for people. Yes. Uh, in this situation. It is. Um, I remember, you know, growing up, we thought everybody was okay and everything was safe. And I remember the first time, you know, them talking in a business meeting about making sure that whoever is working in a nursery or working with students, things like that, they need to have background checks and stuff. And I was just shocked because I was innocent mm-hmm. and didn't realize that that's necessary. And it is. You've got, I mean, people in the church, well, everybody can put on masks, but it just seems like you really see so many masks in the church, um, which is sad. Um, And so just being sure, you know, that you make sure that you check people out, make sure they're okay. If the church doesn't have a policy, shame on them. Yeah. Uh, Most churches do now. Yes, they do. Thanks, God. Yeah. uh, Where they do background checks and things. Right. And uh, I would find out before you put your kid in there and I would make sure. And if you are a worker, I would volunteer. Yeah. You know, look, I want a background check. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's very important. Um, but definitely, and it, it, it's just sad. We, we talked about this. It seems like even situations like this are a lot of times pushed it to the side mm-hmm. in the Christian community because people don't want to talk about it because it's, it's ugly and it's raw and it's hurtful. But these things need to be talked about. These things need to be shared yep. so healing can occur. Jesus cares about children. Yes. And, and he cares about adults. Yes. Uh, women. I mean, there's been women too. Yes. Uh, and, you know, it says in Matthew 18, 6, and it's talking about children here, mm-hmm. Jesus in context. Mm-hmm. He says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in, to be in sin or hurts them, mm-hmm. uh, it's implied, mm-hmm. it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. Yes. Wow. Now, I think I would think twice about hurting children. Or. <sighs> yeah. Uh, hurting anyone. Hurting anyone. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, so God takes great credence in protecting uh, uh, people and especially mm-hmm. children. Yes. I think the next thing is um, looking at is kind of the hands off abuse. This is more emotional, verbal. Verbal abuse. Yeah. Um, that can I, really harm someone. I want to back up quickly. Okay. God loves the abuser. Oh, yes, he does. And there's help for them, too. Yes, there is help. Uh, Yes, yes. But but we're focusing on the one abuse. Right, right. Uh, So I want to put that in there. Definitely. But hands-off approach is emotional or verbal abuse. And I think this, in some ways, is worse in some ways. Yeah. I mean, all abuse is awful. It is. Um, but this emotional verbal abuse, I mean, you can't turn your brain off for those words. Those words are like when you're verbally abused, you hear those words over and over and over in your head. Mm-hmm. You can't let them go. They won't go away. Um, and, and Satan likes to whisper them to us as well. So a person that's been verbally, emotionally abused, it is really hard a, to realize that it is abuse, that person to be in, realize it is true abuse. B, hard to get rid of those thoughts, I'm sure. Well, people kind of say, just suck it up. Be tough. Uh, be a man. Be a woman. It be- needs to be talked through. It need, yeah. You need, you know. But that's ignorance. Uh, well, that is ignorance. Yeah. Um, and, and if you've been emotionally 
or verbally abused, you need to share that with your partner as well. Because, you know, sometimes we kid each other and we're sarcastic with each other. And we may say things that um, a person that was verbally, emotionally abused, that's going to trigger them and hurt them even more when you don't even mean to be that way. I mean, you may be silly and say, you know. Oh, uh, you're so dumb. But just, the reality, yeah. that person was called stupid all their life. Right, right. Yeah, and you don't yeah. even mean it, but you've triggered them. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Uh, I think some uh, unrealistic parental expectations, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, you have a six-year-old and you're telling them they need to act like a 12-year-old. Yeah. And that really causes a lot of uh, children believe everything a parent says. They believe they're always telling the truth. They do. And if you're taking away their innocence, their childhood, mm-hmm. that's so, so, so destroying. It bring, it, it really puts a lot of shame. Mm-hmm. On them, right? Um, and uh, when they grow up mm-hmm. in their married relationships and their yeah. grown-up relationships, it's right. all or nothing. They're going to be affected massively. They're yeah. going to be perfectionists, right? They're right. going to feel it's all or nothing. If they can't do it perfectly, it's not worth it, right? Right. Uh, second place is no place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you know, I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the we. We can underestimate the power of perfectionism uh, because it's hard for perfectionists to acknowledge human flaws. Well, and sometimes because of being abused, that brings about the perfectionism in a person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, looking at this, uh, one of the ways we can encourage them is developing a more strong biblical understanding Mm -hmm. that we can't be perfect. Right. The only person that was perfect was Jesus. We strive to be like him, but we will never be perfect like that. Now, does that mean we can make excuses? No. But just realizing that and talking that through with your spouse, if your your spouse has that feeling, oh, I've got to be perfect to be loved. Oh, I've got to do this perfectly or our marriage has got to be perfect. Talking through those things and realizing with each other that is unrealistic. And how can we attack this together? So important. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the mm-hmm. glory of God. We all fall short. We all. We sure do. And so, and then showing God's grace, you mm-hmm. know, God is gracious. He's, He's long-suffering. Yes. Long-suffering. Yes, definitely. A lot more than we are. You know, yep. if we picture a holy God, what holiness really is, mm-hmm. and he sees us, he knows what we think and do. Mm-hmm. And he knows our flaws and yes. loves us too. Loves he, us anyway. Mm-hmm. And we go back to the cross, the love yes. of God, the yes. grace of God. Right, right. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. But we need to show that, you know, people need to understand that you can have a father in heaven that mm-hmm. is different than your father on earth. That's hard sometimes for people. Um, I think that's why sometimes people go off of Christianity, away from Christianity, because. Yeah. They were abused by their father, um, yep. and they have a hard time realizing um, that God is the father. He's a good, good father, as that song says, yeah. and that he will not do the things that their father did to them. That's hard. Yeah, he's not the same. No, definitely. Because our fathers on earth, no matter how good you love you love your fathers, are not <clears throat> perfect. They're not perfect. They're they have not. idiosyncrasies. Yeah. They have uh, quirks. They have make mistakes. They have definite flaws. I know yes. I do. Mm-hmm. But the Father in heaven is perfect. Yes. He protects us uh, like an you know eagle uh, eaglets. Yeah. So he, if you view him like 
the, you know, like the perfect father, because he is a perfect father Mm -hmm. and he does not ever make mistakes. And the one that's going to grab you in his lap and hold you and keep you close and keep you safe. You have to view him in that manner. I have people that have been abused and how can I want a father in heaven? My father abused me. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? I say, well, you know, I say that, you know, first of all, your your father on earth was flawed Mm -hmm. and uh, and evil. Mm hmm. I mean, in a lot of ways. Right. Uh, we we all are to right. some degree. Yeah. But the Father in heaven um, loves you so much that mm-hmm. he gave Jesus to die for you. Definitely. To show his grace. That's good. So that you he can take your mess and turn it into a message mm-hmm. for his glory for your good. Right. Definitely. And people will often cry with that. I'm sure. I'm sure you have to you have to break that down the difference between the two to be able to overcome that. He's patient. Yes. He's loving. He mm-hmm. he he guides us. He showed his grace. He, he demonstrated it. He forgives us. us when we make mistakes. Yeah. He doesn't hold it over our head. No. We don't have to say I keep doing, you know, there's sins I still struggle with. Mm-hmm. We all do. And uh you know the old Catholic, and I'm, I was brought up Catholic. I'm not anymore. Right. Born again, evangelical. But uh, but at that time, I felt like it was being lorded over me. Mm-hmm. Like, you sinner. <laughs> I'm going to hit you on the head with right, this. Right, right. But God throws it to the, as far as the east is from the west. He forgets it. Yes, yes. Which we can't understand because we can't forget things like that. No. Um, but he does. And so that's how he's perfect. We're set free. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Free Wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next thing is emotional abandonment. Mm. Another another more emotional, uh, uh, you know, this could be even unintentional, the death of a parent. Mm-hmm. Wasn't their fault. No. So uh, divorce, fatherlessness, mm-hmm. uh, even alcoholism or drug addiction where that parent was not emotionally there. Right. Maybe physically. Yeah. And some of this is not necessarily their fault. No, but they take a lot of times people that are abused take it on themselves. Yes, and and like you said, um, you know, they feel like they're not worthy because they feel like they caused it, which they didn't. Because kids don't understand. No, no, they think that uh, everything they do, they're innocent. Right. In, a, in that sense. In that sense, yeah. yes. Uh, some effects from feelings of abandonment: trust problems. Mm. Expectations of abandonment, they're, they're just expecting it. Uh, clinginess and dis- and, or distancing in relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why should I love you? Because you're just going to leave anyway. Correct. Right. Yeah. Correct. Um, you know, and so when we look at this, some strategies to increase, I think, uh, learn the truth about emotional abandonment. Because mm-hmm. the truth shall set you free. And I right. think... Uh, you start realizing it wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that uh, some other ways is helping uh, it, from a more therapeutic or a personal standpoint, helping each other, uh, helping the couple forgive. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is huge. Forgiveness is huge. Yeah. And also working together uh, to to grieve. Mm-hmm. There's grief. Grief is not just about death. No, a lot of times in your childhood, if you were abused, you have to basically grieve that childhood that you lost. And that's yes. important to work through that. Yeah. And last but not least, focusing on God, his work. 
to mm-hmm. change those, you know, to help you see things through different light mm-hmm. and ultimately take your mess and turn it into a message. Right. So if you were uh, abused, definitely talk that over with your spouse Work through that with a counselor, a Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. And if you're married to someone that was abused, edu- abused, educate yourself, read books, Christian books specifically, um, and understand or not understand, but try to understand what your spouse went through in that abuse, because how you handle your spouse mm-hmm. is important. You don't want to trigger them. So being educated, I think is very important and talking things through and definitely Christian counseling. Mm-hmm. So, and I say Christian counseling, I, I, do I think a secular counselor or whatnot would, would some of them? Yeah. I, I'm not saying, great. Yeah. But ultimately Jesus is the, uh, I mean, look, it all comes back to Jesus. Truth. He's the truth. Yes. And why would we hold that back unless it was true? Right. That would be wrong of us. Definitely. Yeah. And looking at things through the eyes of God is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we do suggest Christian counseling, because there's some some ways of counseling that are not always the best for you. Um, but Christian counseling, if it's going back to the word and pulling in God mm-hmm. and prayer and things like that, it's so important and so helpful. So definitely please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows, O-R-O-R-G. We do have a Facebook page, a Twitter page. Um, and we would love to hear from you. We appreciate you listening. Please continue to share and reach out to us. Let us know, um, you know, if this helped you. Let us know if there's any specific um, topics that you'd like to discuss. And thanks again for listening. Have a wonderful day. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.